Purse Strings with Maria Retan starts now, only on Cranberry Radio. The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. Cranberry Radio proudly presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, chief storyteller at Styled Retail, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty, I was pretty darn excited last week when I learned that Fox News gave Bill O'Reilly the kick to the curb. Whoop, whoop. Can I hear a whoop, whoop? Uh, yeah, $13 million uh, payout to five women will do that for sexual harassment. Um, and, you know, I, unfortunately, it took um, it took advertisers pulling the plug in order for them to actually take some action. So that's too bad. But I still applaud Fox News uh, for their decisions. Now, so what's the fallout from all of that? Well, some advertisers are still sitting on the fence, not sure if they're going to be coming back or not. Other advertisers have reinvested their dollars in other programs. And there's a lot of focus on Tucker Carlson tonight. It's taken over the 8 o'clock time slot already. Um, the 5 will move into the 9 o'clock time slot the Carlson previously occupied. And that was the role vacated by Megyn Kelly, you know, the subject of yet another sexual harassment suit. Um, as you know, she went on over to, to NBC. Now, the O'Reilly factor, as I know you've heard a million times, was Fox News' marquee show. It drew more than 4 million viewers on average of the first quarter of the year in that key 25 to 54 demo. Um, and we know that the Trump presidency has been, in large part, the reason behind a lot of those numbers. Um, he was responsible for nearly $150 million in ad revenue for Fox News in 2016, according to Kantar Media. Um, and his departure comes also, I didn't know this, as longtime ad sales chief Paul Rittenberg is set to depart the company at the end of this month as well. So lots of people leaving there. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens to Fox News. Um, pundits out there believe that Fox News will recover just fine, despite Bill O'Reilly not being there, uh, and that uh, Tucker Carlson should be able to uh, keep the, the viewers. A lot of them were staying with him anyway on a lead-in. So they're not anticipating a, a huge hit. Time will tell. Our post profile today is the Alpha Mom. This is a Gen Y target, 1.6 million of these women out there, college grads, married, employed full-time, and parents. Uh, they like to set their own trends. In fact, they say they're the first among their friends to try new styles. Um, people come to them for advice. They're confident, feel like they're very much individualistic. Um, they like to speak their mind and stand out in the crowds. Um, they're ambitious and motivated. Many of them actually describe themselves as a workaholic trying to get to the top of their career uh, and willing to give up time for family to advance these alpha moms. Um, they like to take advantage of life and oftentimes will just switch things up for something new and different. Uh, but they do val value quality 
and they're willing to pay more for quality goods. So where are they shopping? Neiman Marcus, Ikea, Bloomingdale's, and Nordstrom are all top with these women. They're driving Volvos and BMWs. Um, and um, when it comes to media, they're reading Vogue and W, Better Homes and Gardens, which I thought was interesting for them, In Style and Time. And they're watching CNN, TLC, HDTV, Bravo, and E! Network. Well, my guests today know a lot about women. Marketing to women is part of what they do. It's core to their agency, actually. Um, the leaders of Bozelle are on the show today, an Omaha-based certified women-owned full-service advertising agency. Um, it was founded back in 1921, so it's been around quite a while, so they must be doing something right. Um, they've delivered a number of iconic campaigns, many of them you would know well, and some maybe that you didn't. Uh, but they have lots of different offerings, including strategy and planning, brand consulting and management, website, mobile design development, um, PR, social media, and media strategy. I'm excited to have both the president and the CEO of Bozell on the show today. Uh, so you're going to want to stick around and hear from Robin Donovan and Kim Mickelson when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Online anytime. This is Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. I'm excited today to welcome Rob and Donovan, president of Bozell and Kim Nicholson, CEO of Bozell. Both of them, as you can see, leaders of the Omaha-based certified women-owned full-service ad agency, that focuses a lot of their work in the marketing to women space, and they're on today to talk about that work. I'm thrilled to have them. Welcome, ladies. Thank you, Maria. Yep, thank you. We're glad to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. So um, I know that back in 2001, you became independent, employee-owned agency. Congratulations on that. And uh, we know the advertising world has changed greatly. I think, uh, gosh, back in, what, 2007 maybe, I think it was really the um, the economy did a number on ad agencies and really, I think, helped to invigorate the industry to think differently about what they did with clients. Um, a lot of them, of course, becoming integrated. Uh, 
talk a little bit about how Bazell may have experienced a great shift from traditional advertising into digital social PR and all the other things that you offer. Well, we may have had a head start because we kind of started from a non-traditional place. You know, Bozell was started even back in the 1920s by two ad guys, or two uh, PR guys, not ad guys. So from its very beginning, their focus was much more uh, about from a media-neutral perspective. You know, how do we just solve the problem? Uh, so they kind of approached it from a very pragmatic standpoint. So as the world started shifting, we were already shifting and moving in that direction from the get-go. We started our digital unit in 94. Um, you know, we've just been very pragmatic in how we've moved forward on an ongoing basis. So to us, it wasn't a big aha. Well, you're visionary because you, you uh, led the pack, I think, uh, for a lot of agencies who, it's funny, still today are trying to make that turn, uh, which I find um kind of surprising that in this day and age that they're not more integrated. Uh, but another thing that I always find surprising is this so-called niche uh, named marketing to women kind of burst onto the scene back in 2002. And I laugh, frankly, that marketing to women was ever considered niche. And in some cases, I know people still think it is today. I would happen to argue with that. Hopefully you would argue with that. How do you categorize marketing to women there at Bozell? I agree with you completely. I categorize it as marketing. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, we go. women represent 80, 85% of all purchases and some $7 trillion in spending. Uh, you know, it's just marketing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just marketing. I like that. In fact, I, I want to trademark, so you can't use it, okay? I'm just telling you. I'm okay. Gonna trade, I'm going <laughs> to trade majority marketing. Because that's what it is. We're marketing to the majority because we are the majority. We're the majority in numbers in the United States. And, uh, yes, we do make the, the vast majority of all those consumer uh, decisions. So, yes, it is just marketing, and, or as I call it, majority marketing. We're certainly not marketing, quote, unquote, to women. I think that's, that's so silly. Um, but I do know that there's benefits, of course, in talking about your agency as being women-owned. So um, while, you know, if you're comparing agencies to agencies, you know, I'm probably sure you probably don't call that out uh, too greatly. But at the end of the day, there is, a, I think, a benefit to having women-owned agency uh, work on your creative, especially if that creative is supposed to appeal to women consumers. Um, so talk a little bit about how you feel like being a certified women-owned agency has benefited you guys. Well, you know, it's actually, it's kind of the other way around. Um, the, when you're a certified women-owned agency, the, the clients out there that are really trying to get working with diverse companies, including women and minorities and, and even veterans, um, they're very quick to tell you that you have to meet all the criteria that anybody else would meet or they won't even consider you. So it really, it really isn't a leg up, but what it is is an opportunity for us to give something else to our clients because we have clients that find this very important to work with diverse companies. And, and frankly, there's a quota, although nobody really mentions that. So, you know, they really need to be able to do that in order to work with the federal government. So just, it's just an added thing we do for our client. We did that because one of our larger clients um, indicated that 
it was important to them, and we just kind of looked at each other and said, well, if we qualify, why not just get certified? So mm-hmm. it's really more of an after, after the fact. We don't sell ourselves that way, but afterwards, sometimes it's a very nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure it is really, really a nice surprise. And, um, you know, I know from a competitive standpoint in the ad world, there's just been this focus in the last five, six years to recreate, create, to really recruit more women creatives and executives. Um, I, it's hard for me to believe, honestly, that it was six years ago that I interviewed Kat Gordon. Uh, you know, I'm sure you know Kat. She launched the mm. three conference and has done so much, I think, to kind of raise the red flag when it comes to trying to get more female creatives recruited into ad ad agencies. I I think now that number is in the double digits. uh, And while I applaud that, um, it's still vastly lower than, of course, male creatives. What types of barriers have you hit, if any, by being women in what's still, I think, largely a male-dominated field? Um, What barriers in recruiting or or what barriers in uh, being accepted? I would say being accepted, um, you know, and you can speak to recruiting as well if you wish, because I'm sure that's probably challenging. It's challenging here in Minneapolis. I know it's been challenging in other markets, so it, it, I'm sure Omaha probably is similar. It, it is. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, just to speak to our being accepted, it's actually it's kind of ironic because um, when we were started in 1921, as Kim mentioned, it was by two PR men. So Bozell became a globally known brand, and it was run by men. And it wasn't until 2001 that it became 50-50, and then in 2006, 100% female-owned. So um, nobody knows that we're women-owned, and so we don't really, you know, we don't uh, run that up the flag. More and more people now are looking at us online, and um we haven't seen that we've been left out of any important pitches as a result of the fact that we've been women-owned. Um, but, um, you know, I think the fact that we've, we haven't always been women-owned and the fact that, we're, that we became women-owned, I think that helps us to some extent because, um, you know, it's not like we were two women who got together over wine and said, let's start an ad agency. It was a known name brand when we bought it. And when it, you know, when it ultimately switched to being women-owned, uh, in terms of recruiting, uh, we have had uh, we had a partner in charge of design who was a woman, and she was phenomenal. We loved her. She was a great talent. Um, she was a great mentor to staff people. What we're what we find though is that while we have a lot of female creative people, when we're specifically out there looking for a creative director, it's it's almost 100% men that that respond. And we've reached out to some women, and it hasn't necessarily worked out. We're okay with that because right now we have two creative directors. They're men, and they're terrific. Um, but if the day comes, and I hope it doesn't come soon, where we need to find another creative director, we would certainly start first from within, and we have a lot of very talented women here that would certainly fill that bill. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's great that you, you kind of positioned yourself for succession. I think oftentimes agencies are so busy putting out the fires of the day and 
and trying to just keep the coffers filled that it can be difficult to kind of think that way strategically about about personnel um, which turns us to clients a little bit. You know, we know you've got a vast array of clients, a lot in different industries. I'm sure their goals and objectives are very different. But if they are marketing to women specifically, and, and frankly, who's not marketing to women in some way, uh, there are some things that I'm sure you just have to do for them uh, in order for the campaign to be successful. Can you share a little bit about what those things are that lead to a successful campaign if it's directed at women? Well, first and foremost, you know, we really focus on what are the who are we talking to? Not just women, but you know, not generalizing. What are some insights about the particular people, women that we may be targeting that can really help us, you know, make a a strong platform, make a, a strong appeal. So really kind of digging deep and getting to those insights. Obviously, then clearly making sure that particularly if it's in a, a field that is that people often think of as more male oriented, for example, of making sure that all forms of patronizing and stereotyping kind of messages do not have any place uh, in it. And sometimes that can be a a bit of a challenge in some industries because they have a little bit more orientation towards uh, different types of messaging. So we always look kind of for a, for a fresh appeal, for appeal that feels very authentic, for something that feels very, very real. I mean, I, I think as women, we probably have a better BS radar. Um, you know, oh. we kind of see through that pretty quickly. So, you know, those are really the things is getting getting to the real insights of who we're talking to. It isn't just a gender decision. It is a a decision based on a particular type of person that may be the right person that we're talking to for a particular product. You know, and it varies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it always starts with the consumer yep. target. Absolutely. And I'm sure that you go to great lengths to understand pretty much everything that you can about them, right, in order to right. create the right kind of campaign that's really going to resonate with them. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Um Empowering women to make good decisions, no matter what they're buying, we know fosters loyalty, right? They, they want to be educated. They do a lot of research in advance of making purchases. Um, talk a little bit about your work with College of St. Mary um, that was really, I, I call it selling education, but made, a, a, made with a very bold decision. How, how did that turn out for them? Well, um, the College of St. Mary from the very, very beginning, their goal was to provide affordable, accessible education to women. And they did that for many years. And then all of a sudden, recently, they just took, a, they kind of looked inwardly and they said, you know what, we're really making a lot of money on tuition, comparable to what other colleges are charging. But they said, is that really the core of who we want to be? Don't we want to be more accessible to women? So they went out and they were very bold. They lowered their their tuition costs, and um, that it's been it's been incredibly successful for them because they've got more applications than they've ever had. But their their media the media has really responded favorably to that because it was a it was a gutsy move for them to do. But one of the things um, that really was very meaningful to us 
was that the people that are in their TV spots are their students. And these women are amazing. They, you know, they're from all different walks of life, but they're strong, they're assertive. Um, and, you know, from the very beginning, they wanted to make sure that their brand stood for helping women take their rightful place in the workforce and in society. And um, so they've gone that really that extra mile to do that. And so it's, it's been a great account for us to work on because it really uh, it, it connects with a lot of our core values. I just I just love that. I love the fact that in this day and age, uh, when higher education is getting such knocks for inflated, uh, the inflated cost and how so many kids today are having to make tough choices about even going to college that the College of St. Mary would do something like that. What a what an amazing client that must have been to work on that piece of business. You know, they really are amazing. And, you know, there was one story they were telling in the filming of the TV spots that this woman came in with her small child and she felt very uncomfortable because she, she felt like people would be looking at her and judging her. She wasn't married. And um, the, the professor looked up. She came in late with her child, and the professor looked up and said, Oh, this is wonderful. You have this beautiful child here. Come on and sit up front. And she she was just floored because she was immediately made to feel not just welcome but important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, that's, you know, that's their brand. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I do want to have you talk a little bit about a campaign for National YMCA. So everybody stick around. We're going to hear more from Bozell in just a moment. First Strings, we'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Content for your ears. And everything in between. Cranberry.fm Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. 
I've been chatting today with Robin Donovan and Kim Mickelson, both of them from Bozell, and we've been talking about this Omaha-based marketing to women. I like to say marketing to women, although we just had this whole discussion. Marketing firm, uh, advertising firm that does more than just advertising, and um, some case studies that they've been sharing, and we just talked about the College of St. Mary, which was an amazing study case study. Uh, and I'm interested in hearing about the National YMCA. You know, I know the YMCA has been around for a very, very long time. Uh, but you were seeking really to reposition them. Can you share a little bit about that campaign? Sure. Um, and it's the YWCA. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're so, right. I can't even read my own my own question. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. Uh, All the more reason why it needed repositioning. <laughs> exactly. Um, right? Point, so, right? This is one that was near and dear to actually both Robin and I. We both had served on the board of of this organization. And if you know much at all about the the YWCA, I mean, a lot of people think YMCA, swim gym kind of facility, which was a big part of the problem. Um, And so really what they're more of a social mission organization than they are a uh, you know, uh, services like gyms and so forth, although they offer some of those kind of services. But a big part of what was done, and it's actually been a few years ago now, so it's continued to to morph and change, but really it was about bringing their mission forward. Their mission was empowering women and eliminating racism. And those two things often go together. Uh, so it was really about bringing those two parts of the mission forward, and that became even a part of their mark that was created that was used out there. So we worked with the organization, which is comprised by a national board made up of chapters all around the country, and worked with them in creating like how to roll it out and in creating um, materials for use on a local level, as well as a national campaign that, that really kind of kicked it off. And it was great because we partnered uh, with Viacom at that time and MTV uh, MTV and uh, uh, BET and did a variety of, of different things within the campaign, all at kind of bringing a face to what racism and the empowerment of women is today. Because I think there's a lot of people who think, these are issues of the past, right? Um, women are equal. <laughs> that, and, you know, there's no more racism. Um, and so there's a lot of people who believe those issues, once legislation had occurred, um, ceased being problems. So a big part of it was really kind of addressing what the issues were today and the fact that it's more of changing hearts and minds as opposed to laws. And so the campaign really was very powerful in setting the stage for that type of work that needed to continue on a market-by-market basis. And, of course, across the country, every market had a little bit different issues. So it was a wonderful experience that, that we had the opportunity to work with them and you know, still take a lot of pride in what we were able to accomplish in about 18 months. So it was a, a fairly short window, all things considered. But you know, we did a lot of things that were that were very powerful and are still um, you know resonating today. Mm, that's so great. Yes, and um, I think uh, just like myself, got tripped up on YMCA versus YWCA. I think there there is a little bit of that confusion in the marketplace. And um, I think this whole idea of trying to eliminate racism, 
there, there is a faction of the world out there that doesn't believe that exists anymore, right? And then there's a, right. sadly, sadly today, I think maybe we're even more aware of it. <laughs> uh, we are, right? I mean, the 2016 political campaign mm-hmm. certainly brought to, to the forefront many of these issues again in the fact that we're not past it. That's right. Nope. So yeah, that national YWCA campaign probably resonates even even more strongly right now. Yep. Um, yep. So congratulations on that work. Um, you. you know, we we talk a lot about uh, female consumers making decisions based on emotion. I think too, they also base uh, a lot of their decisions on pure fact because they do a lot of research. Uh, but we know that video it can really help bring the emotion alive. What are you, what is your use with video these days? Do you feel like it really is the hot storytelling medium that everybody is talking about? Or do you feel like there's other mediums that are just as effective to bring that emotion to bear? Well, video obviously has it all right. Science, sound, sight, you know, uh, can convey a lot of things. I mean, video is a powerful tool, always has been a powerful tool. But there's a lot of ways you can tell a story, and I think it depends on what the story is. You know, not all of us are necessarily about warm and fuzzy for everything, right? Sometimes the story is one of humor that can be told in quick little memes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of things that can still work. What we're seeing, though, is if you look at at our media consumption today, more and more people are video. I happen to love storytelling on radio, um, you know, allowing people to visualize some of their own things, right? And I think some, uh, there's just, there's a lot of different ways, but of course, video is probably the easiest. And we're seeing a dramatic growth in, in that video consumption. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I, I We work a lot with video um, at my consultancy. It, it's funny. I came out of TV news, and, it, of course, yep. what we dealt in, right, was video. It just oh, right. it just kind of cracks me up that it's so hot these days, just like podcasting. You know, podcasting right. 10 years ago, and here it is. It's back again. You know? Well, and it's kind of funny because in our history we had – uh, you know, years and years and years ago, some 40 years ago, we created a, a whole campaign which was way before the concept of storytelling started getting popular, but it was for Old Home Bread Company. It was all a story of a trucker and a waitress at a cafe. And we laugh today because it was like 13 commercials in a in a series that, you know, well, that was storytelling way back when. Yeah, so it is funny. funny. You just wait long enough, it comes back around and feels all new again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I know companies like to make the most of awards they receive. You know, they always like to tout it. It'll end up being, you know, in the TV ad. There's a million of those. J.D. Powers, you know, people right. who read, is notorious for that. Do you feel like that's an effective way to set yourself apart? And do you feel like women even care? You know, I don't know that people care about those type of awards. I don't know that women care. I don't know that anyone really cares so much. Uh, you know, it, they are nice for for us, for an agency. We enter awards for our people um, to really help from that standpoint of just making sure they feel like they're recognized 
But, you know, you look at a lot of awards like the J.D. Powers Awards, there's a lot of skepticism around them, too, which is why you see more people, I think, turn to reviews um, by normal people as opposed to some of those those big awards um, as having more credibility. So I think in some instances it can make a difference. In other instances, I don't think it has much impact. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like it oftentimes depends on the award too, you know. Um, right. Yeah, but uh, and also if it feels like the company is really trying to leverage the award maybe too much, you know, um, trick right. it out a little bit too much, um, it yeah, can feel that. yeah, very much so. It feels a little inauthentic, I think. Mm, absolutely. Um, which brings me to my last question, and I know we've gone a little bit over time, but I could probably talk the whole a whole hour with you if I had it. Um, what is a kind of the final word of caution you might have for companies um, seeking to deepen their connection with female consumers in doing it in a way that is authentic? Don't pink it and shrink it. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, for God's sakes, just don't do that. I mean, think about the authenticity piece of it. Um, and, you know, just I think that pinkwash is a bit of a cop-out, and I, I'm not sure it has any uh, lasting benefit. And purple for older women is just really insulting. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. We like Thank other you. colors besides purple. Come on. Yeah, we're starting starting to not like either pink or purple at this point. Exactly. <laughs> pink, purple, and maybe sometimes red, too. Uh, yes, right. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Um, again, really appreciate you bringing your thoughts to the table about marketing to women, or as we have agreed to say, marketing, and right. some of the great case studies to, uh, to share. I do want to invite people who are listening today that might want to learn a little bit more about you to go to your website, bozell.com, B-O-Z-E-L-L.com. Any, any other way they should contact you? That's probably the best way. Yep, okay. Absolutely. Thank Fantastic. you, Maria. Yeah, thank you both for being on. I wish you the best of luck, continued success, and thanks also to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed are those of the host and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 